Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the Senior Pastor of House of Judah, UK, the Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights and titles. Success has no uncles. Twelve cancers to avoid at all costs in leadership, ministry, and management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and types. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts. And failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website, www.housejitter.org.uk, or using the information on your screen. Serving God has no expiry date. Tell your neighbor, serving God has no expiry date. That's been our theme for the whole of this month. Serving God has no expiry date. In other words, we never graduate from serving. We never graduate from faith. We never graduate from prayer. We never graduate from church attendance. Now, look at the neighbor and say, just as you don't graduate from eating. <laughs> just as you don't graduate from eating, you don't graduate from serving. We've heard it over and over and over that really, as a matter of fact, the reason why we were born, the reason why we were saved, the reason why we got born again, the reason why we got married, the reason why we, we work, the reason why we do all these things is because of service. Our life is a life of service. We were born naturally to serve. We were born again to serve. We marry to serve. We come to church to be trained to serve. We enter the kingdom to serve. So, serving God in every capacity, whether it's soul winning or it's prayer or it's visitation or it's tithing. I, I hope you all believe that tithing, tithing, tithing is very powerful. And I believe that you all, you love, you all love tithing. Amen has gone to Zimbabwe. Amen is at Heathrow. Amen is at Gatwick. It's coming closer to West Credit Station. Tithing, offering, serving, prayer, soul winning is all part of service. You know, <laughs> there is no other argument. There is no other plea. It is enough. That Jesus died, and that he died for me. There is no argument. What prayer brought you, prayer is what will keep it. What tithing got you, is what tithing that will keep it. What giving, serving, love, kindness, patience, faith, got you in the first place, it is that which you do with intensity that keeps it and keeps multiplying. So you don't stop doing something that is working. Tithing has worked for me since 1989. The point is this. 
Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, with all thy strength, with all of you, including your resources, your time, your energy. He said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And where your money is, that's where your heart is. Nobody wants their bank to bend down. You know, you want to tell me you love me. Show me how much you spend on me. Women understand that better. That I've told you over and over and over for the past 27 years that women love money. It's not a sin. No matter how much you give them, giving them more, they will say no. All the women who agree in the house, lift your hand, let me see. Uh, uh. So we are the ones who are in trouble who must believe God. To, to women, money, no amount of money is enough. It's not greed. It's natural. But they'll use it to help us. <laughs> and help themselves at the salon. Amen. To look good. And they'll say they're looking good for us. So it's, all, it's no problem. But God, <laughs> Bible says, there are only two gods on this planet. God and money. And where your treasure is, where, where you put your money, your heart naturally follows. So, if you give your money to God, your heart is with God. And one of the instruments that blesses God that is gets excited about is His church. All churches belong to God. And when you put resources in God's house, whether through tithing, offering, sacrifices, or different and service and everything. His heart is with you because your heart is in Him. So, all these teachings on tithing and offering, the, the summary of it is that tithing is the least. So don't think that they are telling you don't tithe. Tithe 10% is the least. You should even thank God that God said you should bring 10% with to start. Because the way prices are going higher, we are and ten percent has still remained ten percent. You should thank God that He hasn't increased it. This clapping is not making me welcome. You should thank God that the basic of ten percent, God says, is still ten percent. That He hasn't increased it because of recession and the economy and putting putting things in put in Ukraine. You should thank God that He hasn't changed it. Yeah. Serve God with your time, with your energies, with your resources, with your strength. Because that is the proof of love. In Second Corinthians 8, it says, You prove the sincerity of your love through giving. Oh, yeah. For God so loved the world. I'm still preaching on serving God as well as paradise. Serving God with all serving God with all of you. You know, when you come to a place, some of us, this is where we are. We've been here since 1952. I don't own anything. My car is not mine. My house is not mine. My wife is not mine. There's nothing I own. I'm just a caretaker. Everything God gives. When was the last time you saw Uber, 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 Uber taxi following a head? Uber doesn't follow a coffin because a coffin is going to only one place and Uber goes to different places. 
The only reason why God blesses us is to use it to expand His kingdom and use some of it to help ourselves. And to expand His kingdom, to invest in His kingdom, so we always have harvest coming in. Harvest. This recession and this, all these things going on in the earth is only kingdom priority that will bail people out. I'm telling you. I've been citing since 1989. 89. 89. Before some of you were born. My grandson is because of tithing. My son is because of tithing. My daughter is because of tithing. My wife is because of tithing. This ministry is because of tithing. My books, 44 books, is because of tithing. Everything I am is because of tithing and giving and serving in the kingdom. Serving is the key. Don't stop working in the world. You must influence the world. But in addition, simultaneously, let me speak some big English, simultaneously, you must be serving God. Clap for my English before I do something. You haven't brought any English today. Side by side. I was sitting in my seat, my sofa this morning, and I heard this. Give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. Don't, 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 don't give everything to Caesar. And don't give everything to God. There is a portion that belongs to Caesar. Your taxes, your the insurances. Do it before they catch you. Don't wait till they catch you and you pray. Or you'll be arrested. And you'll be spending some time in jail winning souls. Give to Caesar. Are you clapping? Life is so simple. Give to Caesar what belongs. Don't go to work and read your Bible. That's not. Give to Caesar. Work. Energy, strength, time. Then they can pay you at the end of the month. Give to Caesar his portion. Give to God his portion. And his portion, he says, is 10% being the least plus offering and your life in service. Your life is... When you are working at your workplace, you are serving. Everybody is a minister. The word minister means serve. Server. Everybody is a minister. A doctor is serving in medicine. An architect is serving in that the building field. Medicine, science, technology, business. Com- you are all ministers, but in different spheres of life. Because we must be the light, the salt, the city set on the hill. Everywhere we go, we must be the light there. We must be on top in every field. Every field we are. Unbelievers shouldn't beat us. But that is when you prioritize God and His kingdom. He said in Malachi 3, I would distinguish between those who serve me and those who... <laughs> in this lockdown, eh? uh, is it lockdown or, or pro-lockdown or whatever? We don't even know where we are. Or pro or whatever. Post-lockdown and in this economic global climate, we will buy houses. We will build orphanages. We will take over hospitals. We will administrate hospitals. Administrate schools. We will own banks. We will be influential. God will make us the head and not the tail. So we can bring our influence to all those years of life. Are you clapping or what are you doing? Serving God has no expiry date. It was some people serving in the area of science. Who were able to deliver some people from COVID through inventing the vaccines. That's a ministry. That's serving God. If some people are not serving God through their 
uh, professions in science, etc., etc., some of us will be dead. In addition to our faith in God. So my point is, serving God has no expiry, then you serve God with every aspect of your life. Are you there? Everybody who is not a tither in this church, I have news, I've, I've been given a three-week notice given to you to give to you from now. You must start tithing weekly, monthly, consistently, for your sake, and also to ensure that there is meat in God's house, like He said in Malachi. He said that there will be meat in my house. Serve me with everything, with everything. Now, let me explain something to you. Every, then the devourer will be rebuked for your sake and will pour you out a blessing, etc., etc. Now watch this. God has blessed you. I'm speaking on serving God as no expiry. The subtitle is blessed to be a blessing. Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor. <laughs> the only reason why God blesses you is to be a blessing, not to show off the blessing. Look, 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 look. You have no right to be blessed if you won't be a blessing. God does not waste his time blessing people who will not be a blessing. And some of us, we think we have arrived. The beast is nothing. I'm looking for the private jet. The past three weeks, the past three weeks, you haven't seen me in church because I have to preach in different churches. However, if I have to preach during the week and be here in church, I need a private jet. Not, not, you are not the one who will buy it. It's God who will buy it. So, so don't get hypertension before we start. It's my giving that makes room for me. Not, not your giving. It's my tithing and my giving that has created room for me. It's your giving and your tithing that will make room for you. So your giving and your service and your prayer and church attendance is for your benefit. Not my benefit. Are you clapping before I do something to you? I haven't changed. I'm still the same. You are warming the pew for me to come. There is no new thing under the sun. <laughs> there is no new message. It's something you do, overdo, keep doing, keep doing. Don't stop. Like the past three weeks, the message you did, you heard. Build on it with what you are hearing today. Don't abandon it to add. The love you love your wife, the love you love your husband, you keep adding. You don't subtract or you'll be in trouble at home. You keep adding to the love, to the demonstration. You keep adding. Then the women are getting happier. Then they are cooking the thing you want them to cook. Then they are doing other things for you. Or you will face a long face. You will sleep on the couch. And then you want the man to be doing certain things for you. Eh? Booking hotels to take you to go and stay for a few days. And pay for it. You too. You must keep serving and serving properly at home. Instead of cutting the onions as if you are you are upset and cutting as if you are cutting him. No, 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 no. The small food that the man with you are cutting the onion and you are insulting his head. Onion rings you. Look at the neighbor and say the man has changed. Three weeks didn't change him. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. You know, you have a... You are blessed, this church, you are blessed. You have complementary ministry. She fires in her, her cylinders in a particular direction. 
and I fire mine in another direction so that we can be balanced. Yeah. He doesn't preach like I preach, and I don't preach like she preaches or preach what she preaches. So we are balanced. Balanced Christians. You are blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. You are blessed. Every blessing God has given you is for you to be a blessing. Let's take it from, let's start from Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12. We are blessed to be a blessing. So everybody in the house, you are blessed to be a blessing. You come to church to be blessed, to go out there to be a blessing. You hear the rich messages in this church, then you go out there to to use what you had in church to be a blessing to your generation and bring them to the house of God. Shout Amen. We are in a season of church growth. We are in a season of church growth. We are in a season all over the world. We are in a season of revival and renewal. We are everywhere you pass. If you listen to sound Christian radio stations and television and all that, you discover in the whole world we are in a revival. And the key word coming across everywhere is service. Service. Serving. Either in inviting people to church keeping them in church, following up on people, visiting people, encouraging people, doing something in church and doing it with all your heart and doing it cheerfully. That's, you see, that's all. You see, anything outside that, you complicate your life. Yeah. Praying midnight hour prayer. Every day praying for others. It's all about others. It's all about people. And as you are concerned about others, God makes, gets people, chooses people to be concerned about you, to take care of your stuff. Life is not supposed to be a struggle. No. He said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, but the key is learn of me. Just come and learn from me. I will show you the keys every single day. I've said this before to singles in the house. You don't need to even pray for a I've been teaching this for the past three weeks in churches. Singles, you don't need to pray for a husband. It's not a bad thing to pray for a husband, but... As you are busy, said, Ruth came to Bethlehem, went on the field in ministry, serving, and husband came, chose her out of the lot. There's a way women serve that makes a man that belongs to them feed them properly and choose them. No, Kale, Ikriada, I'm dying, oh, hey, no, no, stop frustrating yourself. Serve, I caught her at our practice. She caught him playing the organ. Those who are married, he caught her acting for God. As you are busy serving, God says you need a companion. So just keep serving. Don't, don't, don't frustrate yourself. Don't apply. Don't try this one. This one causes his love is intensified. This one his love is corner. Stop all those nonsense. Just serve God. And he who knows a partner that will help you fulfill your destiny, you help them fulfill their destiny, will come along. For free. Then you keep working at his serving at home. You don't stop. You keep working. Marriage is a school. Marriage is a training center. There is no perfect husband, no perfect wife, no perfect church, no perfect pastor, definitely no perfect congregation. Let me put it in there. Yo. This clapping is serious. This clapping is serious. 
People are always criticizing pastors. Have you looked at yourself lately? With all your idiosyncrasies. And you, let me not go there. Let me behave as if I'm back in the house of Judah. I was all over the place in the other churches, so I'm, you know. Bishop, step by step. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Are you there? Everybody screams, Serving God has no expiry date. Loving people has no expiry date. Serving people has no expiry date. Prayer for others, prayer for your church has no expiry date. Yes. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Have you found it? The summary of it is God told Abraham, He said, uh, leave your country, go to a nation that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you to be a blessing. Today we all walk by faith, and that's all simply because of Abraham. Abraham is the father of the faith that we walk in. And Abraham stepped out by faith, and God said to him, ah, listen, how many of you want to become great in life? How many of you want to become great in life? It's not a trick question. How many of you want to become great in life? Or how many of you just want to stay where you are? Okay. He says, I will make your name great. And I will bless you to be a blessing. So Abraham was told, I will bless you. And the reason why I will bless you is so you become what? A blessing. So our blessing, our prosperity, our greatness, Everything that will become in life is simply for us to use it to be a blessing to the kingdom, to church, and to people. Shout a better Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. Second Corinthians 9, 6 to 8. Now, in life, you are not permitted to reap what you have not sown. Are you all paying attention? In life, you and I are not permitted to reap what we have not sown. So, when it comes to service, you know, I hope you all know that giving is not only money. Kindness, loving people, all those things are forms of giving as well. And 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8, it says, but this I say, 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8, it says, he, he who sows sparingly, shall reap sparingly. Now, lift up your head. He who sows sparingly, whether it's money, tithing, service, whatever. He who sows sparingly shall reap what? Sparingly. And he who sows what? Bountifully shall reap bountifully. So, what, what you sow is what you reap. So, if it's time to sow into the kingdom or to serve or to do certain things for God and for men and you do it sparingly, you reap what? Sparing. You pray, instead of one hour prayer, you pray ten minutes. You reap ten minutes. What you sow is what you reap. So when we say serving God has no expiry date, if you understand that serving God has no expiry date, what you sow in service is what you reap. So if you want more, more influence, more greatness, more resources, more blessing, what you want more of, you sow more of. And, and listen, listen, listen. And the thing is, is you who determines the returns. When you are investing in stocks and shares and what cryptocurrency or whatever it is, or 
putting money to your what you put there is what you take out, except you overrange an overdraft or a loan or something. You are not permitted to reap what you have not sown. So what you sow into your church is what God will reward you. How you sow, that's what will determine what comes back to you. So you determine what do you want out of your life? What do you want out of this kingdom? That's what you should determine what you sow. Tell your neighbor, the last time I envied your blessing is the last time. It says, he who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Now watch this. The next verse is, every man, every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. Nobody should force you to give. Nobody should force you to tithe. Nobody should force you to serve. <laughs> Nobody should force you to come to church. Nobody should force you to pray. What I sow is what I reap. And then he says, as you have purpose in your heart. Because you see, what God accepts is what comes from our heart. Why am I in church today? If I don't come, they will call me, get up and go home. Get up now. And go, the door is already open. Because you've missed it. You are here, but God is not, you are not here. Because you ask a man purposes in it, I'm purposing in my heart, I'm going to church to be equipped, to be trained, to be fired up, to fellowship with the brethren, to be empowered to serve God and to fulfill my vision. Don't do anything out of compulsion. Looking for some English. You know, many people are not blessed because the reason why they are doing the thing, their heart is gone. That's why last week we heard about five reasons why you need church. (laughs) Amen. Can you feel me? You can feel my spirit. Every man has the purposes in his heart. Oh, this cooking, I have to cook for my husband. When I was single, listen, you are no longer single. Stop talking. Just get on with it. Make the best out of it so you can get the best out of your relationship. Stop complaining. Am I talking to somebody here? Anytime I'm, I'm teaching and I go somewhere, that means some, somebody, some, somebody needs it. Because God doesn't allow us just to just talk. Amen. Everybody has the purposes in his heart. Let him <laughs> Not gradually. Did you see that? Not gradually. Not of necessity. For God loves what kind of giver? God loves what kind of giver? God loves what kind of giver? I say giver. Giver. And listen to the last one. And God is able to make all grace, all favor, abound towards you or increase towards you. Watch this. That you have been all sufficiency in all you come to a place where in every area of your life there are supplies. You will get there. I said you will get there. I said you will get there. Isaiah 65 verse 24. There's a group of people on this earth who before they call, God answers. There's a group, because of their service record. Because of their service record. Before they call, God answers. Isaiah 65 24 says, It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are still speaking, I will hear. You will be in that group. 
I said you will be in that group. I said you will be in that group. Alright, so write this down. How to survive this economic global climate. Write this down. How to survive or live above this economic global climate. How to survive. We are blessed to be a blessed. We've laid that foundation. How to survive. How to live. Not just exist, but to really live. In this, because this economic global climate, it has just started. The way the economies are, it has just started. And it was prophesied already in the book of Isaiah. It said, darkness shall cover the earth and cross darkness the people. But his light will shine upon his people. And his glory will be seen on them. Write these things down, please. Number one, re-evaluate your priorities in life. I'm giving you the key. Every time you come to church, you live wiser. I hope you are all... Are you taking notes? Re-evaluate your priorities in life. So, what is a priority to you? What is a priority to you? Re-evaluate your priorities in life. Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first. There's no second. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. There is no second. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added on. So basically what it means, seek first the interest of God. Seek first the int- what matters to God. Basically, number one, what matters to God more than anything else are people, souls. Souls. Souls coming to be saved and we are ensuring that they stay in the kingdom. People matter to God more than things. Are you there? People matter what? To God more than what? Things. Now, I heard this this morning. Lift up your head. Members of churches, listen, everybody listen. Members of churches and families are human before they are members. Treat people as humans, not just as office staff or church members or congregation or family members. Treat them as humans first. Every time you meet a fellow human being, treat them as a fellow human being before being a member of your staff on your job or a member of your church. Be human. Treat people as human. So, if something is working for you as a human, it will be unkind for you not to share what is working for you with another human. Treat people as what? Human. Before members or before staff, or before members of your family. Treat them, be, be humane. It's what is working for you in this church. You must share it with others so it will work for them. Are you there? That's why we must bring people to church. It's part of service and it has no expiry date. <laughs> we don't come to a place here. Now that we have reached this particular area in our life, no, we don't bring others to church. No. No. You might, how many of you love your church? Let me say, how many of you love your church? Real, I mean, this is not a trick question. How many of you love your church? And how many of you know you must recommend your church to others? If you love your... I mean, when I go somewhere with my wife and my children, I say, this is my wife and these are my children. And the best one is, these are my grandchildren. I'm proud of them. If you are, so I speak well of... If you are proud of your church... You must speak well of your church and bring people to your church. If, if you are proud of your church, if you are holding a party and your home is, is cool, you want them to come to your house and come and see something. 
your church. We are in a season where people must be brought to church because that is the only hope for pro-COVID and this economic climate. You know, and it's been said since 19 Isaiah 2 says, In the last days, the mountain of the God of God's house shall be established on top of the mountains. All nations shall... We are coming to a place where it's not only going to be church growth, my sister. It's going to be church flow. Church, that's why all of you must get ready for the September training. Jesus appointed 12 disciples and spent time with him, spent time with them, brought them to spend time with him so he can pour what he knows into them so they can do what he does while he was with them and after he left. You see, you can't operate in the oil and grace and anointing of a pastor you don't spend time with or you don't sit under his teaching or training. Listen, church attendance is only one Sunday. You can't become what God has We can't do what God has called us to do as a church and as a ministry, not just this church, without training how to win souls, how to cast out devils, how to visit people, what to say when you visit people, how to call people, how to care for people. You don't learn that on Sunday only. That's churches need training. They spent three and a half years in training. So when he left it, he left it in the hands of capable, trained, skilled, spiritual, prayerful, giving. There are many things that factor in church growth. Once, do you eat only on Sunday? Ah. So, the good news is, the training is starting in September. We are allowing you August, but summer holidays. So, when all the holidays you want to go to, just don't spend all your money. Bring some of them here. Go on your holidays, brief holidays, whatever. But September, we are starting training and starting the work of ministry in full flow. When you are part of a church or a part of a business or part of a society, you have responsibilities in the place. That gives you certain dividends and blessings. And we are called to serve. But we must be trained to serve. You know, let me give you this illustration. This afternoon, the lionesses are playing Germany. How did they get there? No, 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 no. They didn't get there by church. They got there by going to church Sunday, every, uh, one Sunday a month. One Sunday a week. They got there by going to church on Sundays only. I'm expecting an answer. Is that how they became lionesses? Is that how they arrived at the semi-final? You see, listen, listen, listen. Let me say this nice. Let me say, let me stand here so you don't do anything to me. Listen. <coughs> Sometimes the children of this world are wiser than us. It's not a good compliment. It's not a compliment. The things that the world do to succeed, Christians just pray. If they pray. Training. You know, you go to that place, you tell them, church training. <laughs> what was training for? <laughs> Such a person just needs to grow up. Let me put it in a nice way, so you want me to come and preach again. Training is what has made the lionesses the lionesses. Amusa, who uh, uh, won the 110 meter hurdles and broke the record. 12-12 and 12-06 did it through training 
for us to influence our generation, influence our families, influence our communities, which is what we are called to do, to serve, we need to go through training. The training you get on your job is not a spiritual training. It's a professional training. You need spiritual training to do spiritual things. There are amen on this side. They've left me. This side have left me. Only those on this side are with me. Are you with me? So everybody, it's not a question of I want to, I don't. No, 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 no. You are there. You are part of a family, so you must be there. <laughs> That's your church. So you must be trained. How to cut? Look, when Jesus during his day, Jesus during his day, he will go to a house and somebody is dead. <laughs> and then the people are wailing. Then he will kick the owners of the house out of the house. Because he doesn't want to operate in an atmosphere of unbelief. Then he will pray for the person and the person will rise. Guess what the disciples also did? Peter. When Dockers died, they sent for Peter. Peter got there, kicked everybody out of the house. Where did he learn that from? Watching, observing his master. How can you do what your leader does when you don't observe them? Yeah. I'm invited to preach in all kinds of places. I've written 44 books. You can't do what I do if you don't know what I know. And the reason why God put pastors in people's lives is to train them to do what they are doing, to duplicate what they do out there. You must be mini-me's out there. We are mini-Jesuses, but you can't be mini-Jesus if you don't read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Because that's where Jesus is. Your amen is gone. Amen. That making me feel lonely out here. Tell you, I'll go again, no. And Mama B will be here for you. Good medicine for you. No, are you getting what I'm saying? We need to grow this church. We need to teach our collective responsibility. That's what church exists for. So businesses exist to make profit. Organizations exist to make profit. Uh, societies exist to make profit and socialize and all that. Churches exist to win souls and establish souls and win people from the church, from the world to the church and train them to go and fulfill destiny and be the head and not the tail in the marketplace. We are supposed to influence every strata of life. But it comes through training, not only Sunday morning church. No. Your marriage will not flourish on only Sunday morning service because maybe we may not talk about marriage. You need books on marriage. You need training. Because the wives are always never happy with us. Very often. We are never perfect. It's as if we do the right thing, then they will be, uh, yeah. Brother, I don't know you from anywhere, but is that your wife? Okay. Do you get more uh, uh, corrections from her or you to her? Who corrects you more than who? She corrects you more. I haven't seen you before. So you see the truth is parallel. They are always correcting us. We, we don't fault you. We will do the right thing. We'll help. Even sometimes when we do that. Anyway, let's not go there. Let's, go. let's not go there. It's all part of fasting. Thirty-five years. <laughs> Charlie? Thirty-five years today. Mm. Once you can see my hair is still intact. That means I'm trying. And now maybe so. Yeah. So we have to keep trying. 
And she's crying. As a mother, she's a perfect one in our family. I mean, she's more. Yeah. I give her the credit for the grace of God. Um, majority of our why we are where we are is because of her. That's the truth. That's not. I'm not just flexing it. That's the truth. That's the truth. We thank God for His grace. Great grace. Amen. So, everybody start training. Tell your neighbor, get ready for training. You know, one day, um, Moses, <laughs> one day Moses went to God and said, these millions of people you have, you see, we are called to be influencers. And the kind of people that God has called us to, I, I hope you are aware, what's the, name, what's, the, what's the purpose of your church? Every church has a purpose. Every church has a one statement purpose. Like, like, uh, Ruach is where everybody is somebody. CIC is taking, uh, raising champions, taking territories. Um, winners is uh, healing and delivering people from all oppressions of the devil, etc. Powerland is power beyond the sky has set us free. So you, I follow different sound ministries. Our assignment, who can tell me our assignment in one, one statement? Raising generational leaders, impacting nations. So our assignment is to turn members and followers into leaders, spiritual leaders, economic leaders, political leaders, social leaders in every field, and with a generational mindset, not just building for today, but building to last, to outlast us. When what we start finishes when we die, we failed. That's why past three weeks I could live here and go and preach in different places, and I, I had no qualms about the, coming back to find it in one piece. No. Because we have raised generational pastors. My pastors have a generational mindset. And we are raising everybody to think generation. What we mean by generation? Everything you start today must affect your children. And your children's children, they should be able to pass the baton on to the next. When what you start dies with you. Oh. You shouldn't have even started. So in this church, if you join this church and you don't have a generational mindset, we will help you have a generational mindset if you are willing to have a generational mindset. We only help people who want to be helped. We, you, can, you can take the horse to the natural level, but you cannot force them to drink. There are some people who no matter what you do, you try to help them. They are rather resisting you. Challenge, challenge, challenge. Stop it. We are raising people with a generational mindset. Our children's children's children. Oh. Who is getting it? Training. Everybody say, say training. So. Reevaluate your priorities. Number two, please write this down as we begin to round up. Are you learning anything? Prioritize, write this down. Prioritize God. Everything you do, God should be the first. Prioritize God. Prioritize kingdom advancement. Prioritize the growth of your church. Prioritize church growth. Church growth should now be something on your Our church must grow. Our church... <laughs> this morning I was there and uh, I was hearing something. Listen. Lockdown or no lockdown, churches will grow. 
Economic climate or no economic climate, churches will grow if we do what we have to do and walk by faith. There is no such thing as impossible with God. In this climate, some people have started four churches. In this climate, churches have built hundreds of church buildings. So it is possible if we believe it is possible and we will do what we have to do to make it possible. Your church is your church. That's where you come to fellowship. So you must do everything to grow the church. Be proud of your church. Do everything for your church. Pray for your church. Advertise your church. Bring people to your church. People who have problems, tell them. Every Sunday I come to church and I go back wiser. I go back empowered. I go back encouraged. They will be rebuke me a little bit here and there. But I go back better than I came. You need to come and try it. You need to come and try it. Are you there? I'm showing you strategies of soul winning and inviting people to you. Because, listen, listen. Most people that you know will be telling you about the complaints. If they don't know what we know, they'll be, tell, they'll be complaining and complaining. You have the great opportunity to be encouraging them and telling them what you are hearing here, that this is the answer. He said in Isaiah 2, when you go home, check it. The house of the Lord is a place of hope. It's a place of training. It's a place of learning. It's a place of encouragement. It's a place of empowerment. You should see me when I'm on my way to church, whether this church or any other church, to preach. I'm flying. Church! I don't know how some people say church is boring. You only how haku in the whole house. How is that possible? Haku. And listen, please... <laughs> I was watching a message yesterday and I was telling the people, some of you stop sleeping. I don't go to bed early on Saturday and stay very wide awake on Sunday morning. Listen, nobody <laughs> drives on the motorway or on the highway and sleeping halfway. So, stay awake and be empowered. If you go to the petrol station, you are filling your tank, and you know that church is a fuel station. You are aware of that. I've said that. So church is a fuel station where you come and fuel your life for your destiny during the week. You don't fill your tank, and halfway you start sleeping or yawning. You are equipped to serve. Like the lionesses, they are in training to serve this afternoon and represent their nation very well. Shout Amen. We wish them all the best. So write this down. Prioritize God. Prioritize kingdom advancement. Prioritize church growth. Uh, growth and prioritize people. Everybody you know is not saved. Everybody you know is not in church. So you must tell some of them, come to our church. Am I hearing amen? Number three, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, all your strength. Love God with everything. These are the keys. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. Love God with everything you have. Mark chapter 12, 30 to 31. Love God with all your heart. 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 And listen, for God so loved the world that He wants. So when you love, you do what? What's the, what's, what's the 
the what's the physical demonstration of love? Giving. That's yourself, your resources, your time, your money, your everything. When you love God, you give. So if you don't give, what does that say? Yeah. So give what you are learning. Give your resources, your tithes, your offering. Now, lift up your head. Let me show you something. You know, when you read uh, Malachi chapter 3, he said, uh, Listen, I want you to pay attention to this slide as well. Are you all paying attention? When you read Malachi chapter 3, he said, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there will be meat or provision in my house. So, every time you come to church, you are blessed, you are empowered. One of the ways in which you express your love for God and for the church that is always there for you is to pay your tithes to the church that there will be provision in the house, in the church where you go to all the time. Now, let me ask you a question. If all of us don't tithe and don't give our offering, would there be provision here? Will we be here to be able to feed you? Would there be all these instruments and all those things? So listen, listen. I want you to pay attention. I want you to, it's reasoning time now. Listen. If you don't tithe, Churches operate, every church, every organization, every business, every family operates on their budget. Are you there? How do churches operate? How do families operate? How do businesses operate? Pay attention, everybody. Wake your neighbor up. Wake them up. Tell them, this particular one, you need to hear it properly. Every church, every organization, forward-moving organization, operates on their budget. Every family operates on their budget. Well, should, should operate on their budget. So you don't spend anyhow. Maintenance of church building. I'm preaching to everyone watching, not just here. Nations are watching. Nations are listening. Churches are the Christians. Some Christians finish their church and come and watch our message. How do you manage? Are you paying attention at the back there? How do you manage a church premises, maintain a church premises, instruments, etc., etc., when everybody in the church is not paying their tithes, but they are benefiting from the church? Recently, I heard about the percentage of people that pay tithe in churches. Then I heard of the percentage of people who pay tithe in our church. That's not good. Everybody must contribute. This church, pray, churches pray for you to get your job, your promotion, your marriages, preservation of your children. Everything you need from your pastors, you come. They are there for you every week, midweek service, prayer meeting, lunch, hour, heart, everything. They are there non-stop. Pastor is not there, but resident pastor is there. Resident pastor is not, associate pastors are there. Carrying on the work. Now, how do we maintain church premises and carry on the vision of churches when the church members are being blessed, but they don't tithe or don't tithe consistently? How do you budget? How do you plan? How do you hold crusades? How do you hold missions? How do you feed the poor? How do we do those things when God says your tithe is what he uses to ensure there's provision? Provision. Provision in the house to carry out the vision. Provision. Ever say provision for vision. Ever say provision for vision. Am I speaking or am I speaking? Are you, are you understanding? I'm reasoning with you at this point. Everybody who does not pay tithe in this church, I'm encouraging you from now, fulfill your godly obligations to your church. And it's from Malachi chapter 3, not from bishops. Economic frustration at home. People come to our house. Every time you come to our house, you take something away from our house. But we have been given since 1989. 
from when we didn't have anything. So, provision in our house is zero. I mean, provision in our house, lack of provision in our house is zero. Because we are continuous givers. I go to my wardrobe and I'm taking out my shirt and my suits and giving it to people. We pay people's, mama, we pay people's school fees. Take care of the elderly. We always give it. 21 different ways we give. I'm encouraging every believer watching on this platform, every church member watching on this platform, including members of this church, from today, set up your standing order and start paying your tithes to your church. That is, I'm not hearing the amen from, from um, Treasury. Next week, give me the names of people who tithe. Send them to me directly. Everybody who pays tithe. It's a command, please. Send it to my phone. All those who tithe. You see, you need to know those who are members and those who are not. Yeah. You need to know those who are members and those who are not. If you are a member of a church, you provide, you fulfill your obligations to your church. If you are really a member. Are you there? <laughs> there are some changes I'm going to make next week, but I'm going to speak to the pastors first. And then we implement it from next week. So, we need to know those who are... He says, where a man's heart is, where a man's treasure is, his heart is there. So, why, why are some people's treasure not in the church where they keep going? And I'm not talking about Holy House of Judah. I'm talking about global. Why don't they put their treasure where their heart is? But when you put your treasure there, it shows you are there. You earn hundred and you don't tithe. Or you earn thousand and you tithe ten percent you tithe ten pounds. How do you say your heart is there? You are serving there. How is that possible? Amen has gone on this money matter. As you know, since 1989, I've been talking about money matters. So your amen or your silence or your shouting, it doesn't affect me at all. I have a grace in this area. Yeah. One day I preached on money and ten people gave their life to Christ. Have you heard that before? Ten people gave their life to Christ when I talked on tithe. So I have the grace. So amen or no amen, it doesn't matter at all. I'm trying to help everybody here. Because, listen, this economic climate, eh, it has just started. You think Boris... We see moving Boris and putting trust or, or Rishi. If you think that's what will solve your problem, you are, you are, you are, you are give me a, a word. You are deluded. There's no political leader who brings you economic freedom. If they don't have it, they don't have it in any nation. Bible says in any nation, anybody who serves God, he says that's the one that God will prosper. The Matthew 6.33 Scripture is, 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 uh, is overrides any politics and any government. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and all these things shall be added. Whether it is Boris, it is Putin, it is uh, 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 Biden or whoever. Now they are complaining in the U.S. about Biden. We told them they didn't listen. They said Trump is this and Trump is that. No one has the answers except God, oh. and it is through the church. And the church must tell you about tithing, about giving, about prayer, about so this clapping. Hey, 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 hey! The church is the answer. So.
So, listen. Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor, I'll be checking your tithe. Yes. Tithing does not help God, though. Offering does not help God, though. It helps you. And it keeps your church affecting many more people. But listen, the good news also is this. Listen to this one. Listen to this one. Mordecai. Esther, listen. I'm thinking I'm blessed to be a blessing. I know, you know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. God put, Esther was an, uh, uh, an orphan. And through the mentorship and the pastoring of Mordecai, Esther ended up becoming the queen in the palace. When she got there, she thought it was her that got her that position. Yeah. So she started enjoying the queenship. The worship, the queenship, the palace ship. She started enjoying the palace and then forgetting reason why God blessed her and put her there. You see, that's a temptation for all of us, including pastors. For us to understand why God makes us pastors. Why God makes us rich. Why God makes us wealthy. Why God gives us marriage partners. Why God gives us jobs and promotions. It's not for us. It's not for us. So one day, Haman threatened uh, all the Jews. Like how churches are threatened in Europe and the UK. Then Mordecai came to Esther and said, listen, Haman is threatening the church, threatening the Jews to wipe us out because we don't have economic clout, this, 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 this. And uh, there's a decree that has been decreed that all the Jews will be killed on a particular date. Esther said, I can't do anything about it. I mean, uh, uh, you know, what, what is it to me? Does it matter? The only way I can go to the king is when the queen, king invites me to come and see him. So Mordecai looked at the woman and said, listen, listen good, that promotion, that new job, that husband, that wife, those children, the citizenship, the naturalization, immigration status, the, everything you have, God gave it to you so you become a blessing. Then he added, if you think that you are in the palace and so you'll be exempt from this economic holocaust and political holocaust and the conservative party voting for whoever, Shrishi or who, if you think that because you have been promoted and you are in this place and you've got citizenship you've got that, and you'll be exempt, think again. And then he added, let me tell you something. If you don't do anything about this church growth, about this providing for your church, about tithing, about giving, about bringing people to your, if you don't do it, deliverance will arise from somewhere else. Oh, I'm not hearing your amen. Deliverance will arise from somewhere else just in case you think it's you. Anything God gives you and tells you, use it to serve me, use it to serve people, bring people to my church, film house, tithe, give, and you decide not to, God will raise, after his work, it has to come. Many people have left churches, including our church. Nothing has stopped. It may have slowed down, but nothing has stopped. Because, you see, Jesus said, I will build my church. You see, some of the mistakes that people make, 
is that they think the church belongs to the pastor. So God, maybe they are offended at something that the pastor said. Why you be offended at the pastor? It's another star. Uh, let's not go there. Because I'm, I'm just preaching this message. You may not like the vessel in which uh, the message is coming through or how the message is presented. Well, God chose me knowing that this is the way I present it. And He's still happy with me. He hasn't rebuked me in that area. Because my calling is that of an apostle. I'm not a pastor. I started as a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm an apostle. Apostle said it. That's a pastor. That's a pastor. Those two are pastors. I'm not an apostle. I'm an apostle with a shepherd at caring for but I am an apostle set in order. Things that are out of order. Apostle bring discipline, order, vision. Are you understanding what else? So, you should understand that. So, I won't preach the way she preaches or the way my... No, 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 because my assignment is... Uh-huh. And God knows. That's why he... Cho- One day, I was going to Australia. And then, uh, a sister brought me a letter. I'm going to Australia to preach. Oh. Mm. Everybody say, mm. Look at your name and say, church people, eh? Say church people, eh? Okay, let's put it this way so you'll be happy with this. Some church people, eh? Uh-huh. Are you now clapping? Are you now clapping? <laughs> Some church people, eh? Oh, we are not all the same. We can we come put all of you in the same basket. I am going to Australia to preach, to, hold, to do missions. He brought me a letter. I'm leaving the church today. I'm leaving the church today. I'm on my way to Australia on an evening flight. Is that the message you want to hear from a church member when you are leaving town and you haven't got many people? So I said, I was in the plane or before I got in the plane, I said to God, what is all this? He said, some of them said they leave your water because of your hardness. Then he said to me, God said, one of the reasons why I called you to ministry is because of your hardness. You, you, you will say it as it is. You won't sugarcoat it. That's one of the reasons why I called you into ministry. One day, my wife celebrated her birthday. I'm telling you things that pastors go through, but still are on the job, serving God. She was on her birthday, and people brought her gifts. When she got home, thank God, she ate before she opened the envelopes. She opened one of the envelopes, and somebody had put in there, I'm leaving the church today. Was that what she said? Yeah. On her bed. That's the message in the birthday card. Yeah. But in the midst of all these things, we still keep serving. Because serving God has no expiry date. And, and we are serving God because of God, not because of people. <laughs> and let me tell you something too. In life, there are times when we we'll live each other's lives. There's no problem in anybody living, we living each other's lives. Because there's a time, there's a time to leave and a time to enter. It's natural. But when you are leaving a church, don't send a text. Leave the right way. Don't send a text. Say you've left. And don't send people to tell us you have left. I was in Lighthouse for a whole week conference. And... One of the birthdays of the bishop, somebody put two P. Two P inside the birthday card as his gift. <laughs> but have we stopped serving? No. Have we stopped tithing? 
Have we, you know where this is from? Romans 8.35 Nothing shall separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Neither death, nor life, nor principality, nor power, nor things coming, nor height, nor death. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. In other words, your love for God, nothing and no one must separate you from the love of God. When you are living people's lives, live properly. When you are living, don't live by a text. And don't tell them the relationship must remain the same. Because it will never remain the same again. Because you have dishonored the people. We need to start teaching on these things in church. And don't encourage people who leave churches the wrong way. Don't encourage them. Don't pamper them. Don't invite them to your parties and birthdays or attend the anniversaries. You are an equal rebel. We need to teach these things. It's important. Listen, if you are going to do anything... And you're going to invite rebels to come. Don't invite me. Don't invite me. When I see them there, I will leave. I'm telling you now. I will leave. They left dishonoring us. What are they doing in our midst? You don't leave people's lives the wrong way and expect the relationship to remain the same. Are you dim? It's not about people leaving. It's how they live. If you don't clap, you need to get it all. I'm telling you, get it. I'm telling you now, if you invite me to a party or a wedding or a re- what, and I find rebels there, I will come there and I will leave. And I, I will tell you I'm leaving. I'm telling you now why I'm leaving. Because if you don't correct certain things, you are perpetuating it. You are telling them it's okay to destroy churches. Do you know how long it takes to build a church and to keep people? You are not serving God the right way by breaking his church, destroying his church, doing things the wrong way. I don't know who is closer to me. I don't know who is closest to me in this church. But if even the closest person in this church does it, and we walk in forgiveness, but you don't forget those behaviors. People who are destroyers of churches. No. No. I told you earlier on, let's be human. Let's treat each other as human. If I'm living your life and I send you a text, is that human? Or send her to tell you, because you come from the Caribbean, that is, that, is that honorable? Is that honorable? It needs to be addressed. And when I come across the people, I'll tell them, I'm not the one to call them. They must call me. We are not the same. I'm an apostle. I'm an apostle. We are not in the same class. Are you there? See, why is this a letter? We need to bring order to church. There's too much, like you said, too much joking. We need to bring order. 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 So that the Holy Ghost will move. Healings. Miracles. You know, every time I look at some of our singles in our church who are not married, who may want to marry and are not married, I, I get concerned. Something different must happen to these people's lives who have been serving for years. Nothing must hinder their breakthrough. Nothing must hinder it. As a pastor, you are concerned about the welfare of people. Nothing must hinder their breakthroughs. And sometimes it's church members of churches that are hindering this thing from happening. And we need to deal with it. So don't do it. That's why we need the church. 
So if you are watching, and you send a text, that's, that's, that's the last time you will hear from us. And that's your text. That's the last time the pastor will call you. It's, it's, you see, it's dishonor. Yeah, dishonor. You are married. Can you imagine, you come back home one day, and he has left you a text. Or you have left him a text. I've gone to Zimbabwe. And I'm not coming for two years. Is that honorable? You want to leave this church? We have a resignation pastor. Because I can't do everything. I can't bury people. Uh, 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 Baptist. I can't do everything. Pastors can't. You will pastor Matthew to do burial or baptism. No, no, no. He's too busy doing. It's not about him. But the other thing, lands to be bought. Buildings to be. So, as you are growing, you train people to delegate. So, when you want to resign from a church, that's the resignation pastor. Go and tell him. He will tell us and we'll bless you and release you. And then when we meet, you see, you see, you see, let me tell you something. Maybe. I live in uh, South Korea. You live in uh, Shrubland. This world is a very small place. The likelihood that you will meet me in Shrubland, maybe it's slim, but there's a likelihood you will meet me in Shrubland. So if I don't treat you well and one day I see you on the bus going to Shrubland, do I say hello? Do, do you live in such a way that I can say hello or we avoid each other? People don't... Let me be nice. So you invite me next week to come again. People don't help me. What should I, what should I say? People don't think properly. Think things through. Just because I feel like it. Just doesn't mean you should just do it. Don't do it. No, I'm offended, so I have the right. <laughs> Jesus said, let me close so you invite me again. Jesus said, offenses will come. But woe to the person through whom offenses come. But you see, there is not the action, it's the reaction. People who do things to you, say things like the examples I gave. We are still here to be uh, resignated. We are still here serving. Because it's not them that I'm concerned about. It's my standing before the throne to give an account. Who are our members? Who are our true members? Who are the members of our churches? Do we know who they are? I'm preaching sure Apostle. Do we know who our members are? Are they tithing? Are they coming? If you are a member of a place, you come all the time and you come early. Anyway, when we meet the pastors, next week you will hear what I'm saying. But we need to straighten some new things out. Yeah, we need to straighten some things. For the new thing God wants to do, God has not put new wine in old wine schools. God has not put new wine in what? Yeah. Serving God has no expiry date. So, I'm closing. Don't miss everything I've said today. And if you didn't catch some of it, go back and listen to it. Before the England play. Because the lionesses need your support. <laughs> some people will say, now nah, these days they are trying to control us. They are trying to control who we should move. No, 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 no. No, no. You know, I heard something that I am trying to close. I heard something at the Lighthouse Convention 
they said, uh, the man of God was saying, so he said, some people say, um, some people have left the church and they left the wrong way. But you know, when we meet, we don't talk about church. What do you mean by you don't talk about church? They left the wrong way. When we meet, we don't talk about church. So it's safe. You believe yourself. It's okay for the person who dug it and, uh, and, and, uh, and what, what's the word? Help me. Who took or who hurt your pastor? It's okay for you to dine with them and associate with them when they did that to your church where you go to. Very soon you do the same. Yeah, I've heard people years ago say, Ah, this will left, this will left. I'm praying for grace. I'm praying for grace that I'll never be rebel. They are the ones who left and told Nana to tell me they've left. Now, I'm preaching, though. You think I'm walking in offense? I'm preaching a gospel. There's no bitterness in me. I'm blessed, Bata. Oh, I'm blessed. Unforgiveness is not part of my... We need to teach the body of Christ. And in, and in case you, you are not doing it, leave it for those who are listening. Some people cannot serve God properly because of these negative things. Their heart is gone. So they can't serve the church properly. Did you get anything from here? This clapping is gone to Zimbabwe. So, time to serve God. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your resources. Everything God has given you is to be used to serve Him. Lift up your hand. Let's ask for grace. Let's ask for grace. Grace is... It's not about what I heard. It's about what I do with what I've heard. So let's receive grace. Everybody ask for their grace. Certain parts of the message, Father, is difficult for me. So give me grace. Give me grace. Give me the grace. Give me the grace to tithe. Give me the grace to serve. Give me the grace to, to, to be punctual. Give me the grace to give. Give me the grace. Give me the grace to do what I've heard. I need the grace. I need the grace. I need the grace. I need the grace. I need the grace to do. Grace, 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 grace to do. 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 Grace. Thank you for the grace. In Jesus' name. Everyone said Amen. Now if you are watching online or you are in the house, but you are not saved, you can't do this thing except you are born again. If you are not born again, that's the greatest gift. You want to submit your life to Jesus or you want to rededicate your life to Christ. Lift up your hand wherever you are online in the house. We want to pray with you to, give, to submit your life to Jesus so you receive the strength to be able to do what you have heard. Father, we thank you. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father... We thank you for the word. We repent in any area of our lives where we fall short and we receive grace to do what you have said through your servant in Jesus' name. Shout Amen. Were you empowered? Were you corrected? Were you reproved? Were you blessed? If you were, give Jesus a big clap offering in the house.
blessed to be a blessing. Cottonwood Publications presents the Financial Freedom Pack. The four newly released books by the author and prolific writer, Dr. Michael Hottonwood. Titles are 21 Reasons Why No Believer or Pastor Should Be Poor, How to Get Out of Debt, and Stay Out of Debt, Debt to Becoming Debt Free, Why Budgeting is Not an Option, and Reasons Why People Walk in Lack. Order your copies today by calling 0208-689-6010 or order online at Amazon.co.uk, www.hotforjuda.org.uk. UK or michaelhottonwood.org. Debit or credit card accepted. Secure online payments. Buy Visa card, MasterCard, Cash card, Store Value card, Visa card, and PayPal. <laughs>